0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Family Church in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. We pray you are challenged in your walk with the Lord through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly Family Church or to subscribe to our free podcasts, please visit us on the web at cafamily.net. Got your Bible out there this evening. We're going to continue our study on the gifts of the Spirit thank God for the Holy Ghost do you thank God for the Holy Ghost praise God for the Holy Ghost this is his dispensation the father planned out our redemption Jesus worked out our redemption and the Holy Ghost makes it a reality in every life praise God is he living in you now what's he doing in there relaxing taking a break Or is he actively at work in you, quickening your mortal body, giving you direction to your spirit, illumination to your mind, helping you, anointing you, empowering you to live the life that Jesus wants you to live. Amen. Praise God for the Holy Ghost. Don't you just love the Holy Spirit? His presence, his power, his anointing. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Holy Ghost in all of our lives. We thank you for the evidence of other tongues in which we can honor and glorify you well. We thank you for the impartation of these wonderful gifts that are intended to help each and every one profit with all. And Father, we just make ourselves available to his ministry that you might use each and every one of us in ways, dear Father God, that will help us reach other people with the life-changing truths of the gospel. Be glorified, Father, in all that is said and done tonight in Jesus' wonderful and matchless name. Amen. Amen. If you need uh, the notes, just kindly raise your hand. Now, we're talking about the ministry of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit and their operation in our lives. We talked about the fact that first of all they are supernatural manifestations. This is a quick review of the Spirit of God. Notice they are supernatural manifestations of the Spirit of God. Means that they're what? They're not natural in origin. They are supernatural. Number two, we said that they have nothing to do with natural ability, natural power, education, or learning whatsoever. So when you talk about these gifts, if you hear people saying that they've got for example wisdom that's not this gift people can be wise but that's not the gift of the word of wisdom people can have knowledge but that's not the gift of the word of knowledge it is a manifestation of the spirit in a moment of time that reveals something to you from the past or present that's taking place or if it's the spirit of if it's the, the word of wisdom then it's the future something that's going to take place in the future so it's supernatural manifestations and then next we said also that it's for every believer It's for every believer to experience, not ones to be left out, to benefit the whole church or the whole body of Christ. So all these gifts can be expected to manifest in different ways in in everyone's life. No one's left out, it's for everyone. Thank, Thank God for the Holy Ghost in your life. Just say I'm a vessel that you can use, you can use me in any way that you so desire, that you choose. But also praise God that He's manifesting Himself in the lives of other people. Amen. And then fourthly we said that everyone should desire these manifestations. We've been instructed in the word of God to desire these spiritual gifts. But the true pattern is follow love and desire spiritual manifestations. In other words your life should be patterned after the love of God that we let's say walk in the same love that we've been commanded to. Love as He's loved us. So the pattern is follow love and desire spiritual manifestations. Do you desire spiritual workings in your life? That means to long for them, to really crave them, desire to have them. Why? Because they benefit not you, but they benefit other people. That's what these gifts are for, to benefit other people. Laying hands on the sick they can recover. A spirit of, Let's say a manifestation of a special faith takes place and you can set a captive person free as a result. You get a revelation of something. How about this? a revelation of something in someone's life that can lead them to the cross some people are looking for supernatural things to happen so they can be convinced and when it happens praise God, God can use you in that way and all of a sudden they believe, they give their hearts to Jesus so these are different ways and means by which we can reach people touch their hearts, touch their lives, penetrate their souls, heal their bodies do whatever to bring them to saving grace We're now talking about the vocal gifts or the inspirational gifts. And we're talking about tonight prophecy. Prophecy. And so these three gifts, uh, vocal gifts, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues. These are three vocal gifts or three inspirational gifts that we need to understand. And I do believe that these particular gifts, because it it seems as though to me and should be to all of us, that we have a little bit more to do with these gifts because we can yield more so to them in this area. The other ones, like discerning of spirits, you can't open up your own spiritual eyes. But you can do something like pray in tongues or pray in the Holy Ghost to position yourself for these things to manifest. And that includes prophecy. But in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 10, let's read the verse of Scripture. To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But notice, to another prophecy so we're going to start out by talking about what prophecy is not what it is not okay it's not number one fortune telling stay away from the psychic stay away from the astrologers stay away from the horoscope stay away from anything that would in any way let's say come from a false prophet and really be inspired by supernatural utterance that comes not from heaven but from the pits of darkness okay we know the enemy will always try to do what counterfeit whatever god does and so that's why you've got all this psychics and card readings and all that sometimes i'm blown away when i hear about even christians saying i'm gonna get my cards read really I can read to you all that you want to know about your life from this book right here and set you on the right course and on the right path in which you'll be blessed coming in, blessed going out blessed in the city, blessed in the store, in a basket and store blessed no matter where you go, you don't need that you've got the Holy Ghost in you, praise God to lead, direct and guide you, now Gene Dixon, anybody remember Gene Dixon? she was a self-proclaimed prophet and thinking that her gift of prophecy came from God or was a gift of prophecy, she thought that, she claimed at least that was where her ability came from, but notice in your notes there, she predicted that Russia would be the first one to land a man on the moon well, that's one wrong she also uh, predicted that World War II would begin, or, or yeah, begin in 1958 got that wrong, she said that uh, Vietnam would end in 1966. She got that one wrong as well. And if you know your scriptures, look at Deuteronomy chapter 13. You'll find out that if someone predicts something and it doesn't come to pass and they call themselves a prophet. Well they really are then a false prophet, and not truly a prophet of God. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and giveth thee a sign or wonder and the sign or the wonder come to pass whereof he spake unto thee saying let us go after other gods which thou hast not known and let us serve them thou shalt not hearken to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams for the Lord your God proveth you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice and you shall serve him and cleave unto him And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he hath spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust thee out of the way which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in so shalt thou put the evil away from the midst of thee. Does God know that people are gullible? You think he recognized and realized that when someone comes along and they're very flamboyant and you know energetic and all that and they start spewing out some things that people are going to fall victim to that? Beloved no matter what it has to line up with this. If it does not line up with the word of God it doesn't matter to me if you're the New York what's her name psychic doesn't matter who they are what they say it has to line up with the word of God we can't be gullible you know there was a time I'm telling you in the charismatic movement when people would line up for people to prophesy over them and predict their future and I'll share a little bit about that in a moment but anyhow it's not number two fortune telling or predicting the future it's not what it is she also predicted that there would be a cure for cancer by 1967 well that didn't happen so really she's considered to be a false prophet no prophecy also is not to be confused with the prophetic office and I think when it comes to prophecy within these, the, the church today talking about these nine manifestations of the spirit I think some people get the two confused prophets prophesy But everyone who prophesies is not a prophet. You can prophesy without being a prophet. But if you stand in the office of a prophet and prophecy is prevalent, it will probably give birth to another manifestation of the spirit, like the word of wisdom and predict maybe the future, talk about the future. So just because someone prophesies doesn't mean that person is a prophet. Everybody is able to be used of the Lord in the spirit of prophecy in its truest sense. And as a result, praise God, you'll see that you can... Be edified by that and built up and encouraged by that. But when these people get this idea that, you know, they're going to prophesy over people and predict their future, watch out, back away. Isaiah 53 is a good example of the spirit of prophecy through the prophet uh, Isaiah. Talking about the the coming of the Messiah and everything that he would do. We're not going to take time to read the whole book. But you remember he talked about who shall believe our report, who, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed, he shall grow up, perform as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He's talking about the Messiah is coming. He's going to bear our sin, sickness, and carry our pain, become the curse on Calvary Street for us. All that is there. And it was prophesied as the word of wisdom through, through the prophet Isaiah as a future event that will take place. Now he is a prophet, and the Spirit of God moved upon him at that time to proclaim that and to prophesy that. And did it all come to pass? Everything that he said came to pass. So that's, there's a difference between the prophetic office and the one who prophesies. And just someone being used in the general gift of prophecy. Look at Second Samuel chapter 12 beginning at verse 7. And this is something that can be hmm, hair raising I guess I should say. This is King David who thought he got away with murder, adultery, deception, and etc and thought he was okay because he married the girl and they had their baby. Well when he uh, refused to repent and went on like as if nothing you know meant anything anymore. Nathan the prophet comes along and he (laughs) says to David thou art that man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel now this is prophecy coming through the lips of a prophet that's going to share some things about the future which really is the word of wisdom and everything that he's about to say here under the inspiration of the spirit came to pass in David's life I anointed thee king over Israel and delivered thee out of the hand of Saul I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah and if that had been too little I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight thou hast taken Uriah the Hittite with the sword and hast taken his wife to be thy wife has slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon now therefore the sword shall not depart from thine house because thou hast despised me and you've taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife Thus saith the Lord behold I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house and I will take thy wives before thine eyes and give them unto thy neighbor and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of his son and for thou didst it secretly but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son and David said to Nathan I have sinned against the Lord and Nathan said to David the Lord also hath put away thy sin thou shalt not die not immediate judgment for death howbeit because by this deed you've given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. The child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. Here we have prophecy and the word of wisdom. A revelation of the future judgment upon the house of David and the life of David as a result of his sin and allowing the sin to come to full fruition. Remember he could have uprooted that thing but he didn't. And as a result it was unconditional judgment that was pronounced upon his life because he refused to do the right thing. And you can, you can study that for yourself. Everything the prophet Nathan prophesied came to pass in David's life. He was denied even building the temple. Number three, it is not the ability to preach. Anyone could learn how to preach if you want to. Yes, I understand there's anointing to preach, but still... Preaching is something that's learned. And there are those that think that when someone says he prophesied or they see prophecy in the scriptures, it means that they preached. No, that's not what it is. Prophecy is a supernatural manifestation of the Spirit of God inspiring a person to speak for him to speak some things that will build up edify, encourage, etc. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But it's not the ability to preach. Look in the book of Ezekiel 37 this wonderful text, and I'll show you. And I'll challenge you as well in this chapter. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? He's standing in the valley of bones. Can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And he said to me, prophesy upon these bones. Now you know when he tells them to prophesy upon those bones, the Spirit of God is going to come upon him. And say to them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone, and notice to his bone, bone, they didn't mix up the bones. There wasn't one leg longer than the other, one arm longer, it wasn't a disfigured thing. Everyone's bones came back to his own body. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. I challenge anyone here tonight, or anyone anywhere else, To walk to a place where maybe there's been war and you see nothing but a bunch of bones and skeletons and see if you can do that same deed. And I guarantee you it won't happen. Only by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost fell upon him and he was commanded to prophesy did that miracle occur. It's not something that we do on our own. But the more I believe we pray in the Holy Ghost, the more we stay in the Spirit and pray in the Spirit, the more we're available to the Spirit of God to be used by Him for great and mighty things. Amen. And then next, it's not God's primary way to lead and direct and guide people. It's not His primary means of guidance. And all again, this one woman was prophesied that Her mother would be dead in six months and that her father or her husband would leave her within the year. And you know what? When you submit yourself to something like that. You expose yourself and you become vulnerable to every thought the enemy can throw your way. But guess what? This prophet was wrong. Can you imagine if we followed through and put everybody to death that prophesied certain things that didn't come to pass? that's not what prophecy is that's not New Testament prophecy because if you are a child of God out there you've got something better and a more sure word of prophecy you've got the word of God and you've got the witness of the spirit inside your heart you follow that praise God and he'll lead you direct you and guide you into everything he wills for your life now can God move in such a way and say some things to us and exhort us yes he can but when people think that I'm going to get my direction this way, you got to watch out because you can actually expose yourself to witchcraft and all kinds of things. Like I said, the enemy's out there. He's a counterfeit and he'll do everything he possibly can to take people down a wrong path and a wrong road. Next, it's, some, it's not to be despised. This is what it's not. Prophecy is not to be despised. It is not to be despised. And notice here in the, first Thessalonians chapter 5, notice what it says. Quench not the spirit and despise not prophesying. I believe it happened among these people here that they were despising prophesying. Why? Because I'm sure it was abused. It's like in the Corinthian church it was abused. And as a result of its abuse, people were getting upset. They were quenching the spirit. Because they were despising prophesying. Prophecy used in its correct sense and its proper way is very helpful and beneficial to the whole body of Christ. But when it's misused then it can be something that's despised and he was trying to say don't do that now what prophecy is 1 Corinthians 14 what is prophecy then what is this gift called the gift of prophecy he that speaks or he that prophesies speaks unto men to edification exhortation and comfort so you can say by definition that this is inspired utterance inspired utterance That does what? Edifies or builds up, exhorts or encourages or comforts people. So it's not something that's coming out to do what? To put people down, judge people, criticize people. To say something that would provide guidance for them that could be seemingly off the wall. This is inspired utterance that comes from the very heart and throne of God. Inspiring people to say some things that will build people up not drive people or pull them down and drive them away. Or bring discomfort to their hearts and lives. I remember walking into a meeting, this was years ago when I first came here, and this fella first of all he was very gruff in his, his presentation anyhow. But when I tell you he began to speak out saying that he was, thus say, was everything was thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord. And everything that came out just made your, set your body cringe. And you can tell it was almost like an Old Testament form of condemnation and guilt and all that. And I thought this, this can't be of God. You know once again we're learning these things and we have to grow in these things. But I'm telling you back then all it was was nothing but guilt, criticism, condemnation and judgment. It was a misuse of the gift. And the reason I'm saying that is because not too many stand in the office of a prophet that are going to give that kind of either direction or correction by the Spirit of God. It was just not edifying and it didn't build anybody up. Now also it's inspired utterance that stimulates faith. Look at First Timothy chapter 1. It's inspired utterance that stimulates a person's faith. This is Paul speaking to Timothy and he says, I, this charge I commit unto thee son Timothy according to the prophecies which went before on thee that thou by them mightest notice war a good warfare holding faith and a good conscience which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck so when inspired utterance is given and you know that it's accurate coming from the very presence of God the throne of God the mouth of God the breath of God the spirit of almighty God Paul saying some things over Timothy maybe others that also proclaim through pr- prophetic utterance over Timothy certain things that equipped him by providing a basis for his faith to continue fighting a good warfare and so prophecy then is to build up to encourage to also comfort and also provide a means by which a person can hold on to certain things. I know when the Holy Ghost spoke to me, the Father spoke to me, however you want to say it, and said you'll be the next pastor of that church. That was, an, it, that was by the throat of God, by the power of God, by the mouth of God. When that came into my being, I had no confidence to pastor a church. But I'm telling you just by knowing that it came from God Almighty, it's carried me for 37 years is all I'm trying to say. By it you fight a good warfare. Because you'll be challenged along the way. You'll have enemy coming at you from every direction trying to tell you why you shouldn't be doing what you are doing. But you know that you know that you know that you know you heard the, from the voice of God. I had another one before I left to go from Tulsa and, uh, in a time of prayer. Where someone came by, and laid hands on me and said, thus saith the Lord. And what was said was accurate. And so it's important to know that if it is a prophetic utterance make sure first of all it agrees with the word of God and make sure secondly it agrees with your spirit. Because if it doesn't agree with your spirit then you put that thing on the shelf God's intelligent enough to know how to communicate to you what he wants to get to you and through you. Put it on the shelf, ask the Lord give me understanding if this is really coming from you. Don't act on it. I remember one time someone came into my office and said I went to this meeting and everybody was being prophesied over and as I was prophesied over I was given the gift to be a prophet teacher. I said okay why are you meeting here with me? I want you to teach me how to be a prophet teacher. What? (laughs) Really? Really? if you were prophesied over that you're a prophet teacher and you know nothing about being prophet teacher I said does that agree with your spirit? Uh uh-uh not at all had another one say this took place up in Pittsburgh somewhere at a meeting I was prophesied over and told that I am uh, an apostle to a certain nation and came and just said what do you think? about that. What should I do about this? I said, does that at all agree with your spirit? Let me ask you this question. How long have you been saved? Because I just recently got saved. I said, you know anything about being an apostle? Absolutely not. You have any call in your heart whatsoever to go to that nation? Absolutely not. (laughs) Then put it way back on the shelf and don't think about it. If it's God. He'll bring it to pass. He'll bring it to pass. I wrote down this here just to give you an example of what uh, prophecy really should be like. It's, it's inspired utterance that's going to do what? Edify, build up, exhort, encourage, and also to bring comfort. But listen how this came forth as I was uh, in, in the spirit one day. This during one of the meetings and we recorded it. I have longed for my children to sit in my presence and fellowship with me. I have longed to make known my love and my ways to those who hunger and thirst for truth. If my children will take the time to get to know me and experience my love, then will I, my spirit work mightily in their hearts and lead them into the workings of my power and the work of faith. Behold, the way of entrance is by the blood. Come boldly with reverence, with desire, and the longings of your heart will be satisfied. That's inspirational. It's inspiring people to do what? To get into the presence of God and spend some quality time with Him in that place of His presence. See, we're not acting like Old Testament prophets like Jeremiah or like Ezekiel and Isaiah and so on. And predicting the future, etc. I'm not saying you couldn't have a word of wisdom. You could. But the simple gift of prophecy is nothing more than speaking under the inspiration of the Spirit to inspire someone and in those words of utterance that person can be encouraged to use his faith to overcome and so whether it's inspiring us to get before him, inspiring us to use our faith encouraging us not to throw in the towel and give up it's the Holy Spirit speaking in a profound and positive way that will be a blessing to the body of Christ now in some examples look at Luke's gospel chapter 1 this is Mary Power of God came upon Mary when the angel Gabriel visited her. And then of course you know the story with Elizabeth also being pregnant. Now Mary's going to have within her womb the Son of God. And Mary said, and this is by inspiration, my soul does magnify the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden for behold from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath in his servant Israel is in remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. Again, inspired utterance. Inspired utterance that, you know, if you take that record, that write that down. I guarantee you, she could look at that in the future and just be so inspired and so encouraged and so comforted by all that. And you see, sometimes I think we miss it because we don't realize that as you pray in the Spirit and stay in the presence of Almighty God, He'll give you like an interpretation of what you're saying or in some cases the spirit of prophecy will just fall upon you. And he'll actually speak through your own lips certain things that if you record them and write them down can be used just like Timothy could be used them to fight a good warfare in whatever it is that you're fighting. It could be even for your health. Praise God. It can be. Well, look at another one in Acts 19. There's these two in Acts 19 give us an understanding of the general gift of prophecy and how it's used then said paul john verily baptized with the baptism of repentance saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is on christ jesus when they heard this they were baptized in the name of the lord jesus and when paul had laid his hands upon them the holy ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and what prophesied there's no revelation here. There's no about future events or things like that. And if you go back and discover how it was in the beginning when the others got filled with the Holy Ghost what did they do? They, they spake with other tongues. They magnified God. They glorified God. So there were utterances coming out of them that were doing the same thing. Honoring God. Glorifying God. Magnifying God. Look at chapter 21. <clears throat> chapter 21. And the next day we that were of Paul's company departed and came to Caesarea. And we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist which was one of the seven and abode with him. And the same man had four daughters virgins which did prophesy. Now once again prophecy in its general sense is nothing more than speaking by inspired utterance things that will do what? Three things. Edify, encourage, and comfort. And that's exactly what these daughters of his were doing. They were prophets that were predicting future events and that sort of thing. But as you go on reading in that same text you'll find out that Agabus was also prophesying. but he was a prophet. Let's read the next few verses. Acts 21 look at verses 10 and 11. And as we tarried there many days there came down from Judea a certain prophet now notice he's in this position of a prophet named Agabus. And when he was coming to us he took Paul's girdle and bound his own hands and feet and said, thus saith the Holy Ghost. Now through the gift of prophecy, we're going to see a word of wisdom come forth. A revelation of a future event. So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owns this girdle and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now that was inspired utterance And through prophecy, the word of wisdom came forth. A future event was made known to Paul. And so when Paul went to where he was going, he knew when he got there, what was going to take place. And there'd be two reasons for this. You could say, number one, it could be that he shouldn't go. Or number two, it could be that he should go and be prepared when he gets there to experience that so he knows what to do about it and how to handle it. And what did Paul say? I'm not concerned about that. I'm ready, willing, and able to go, and if need be, die for Christ. So I'm going, and nothing will prevent me from going and doing it. So he must have had a revelation of, I'm ready for it. Paul was warning him, I mean, I'm sorry, God was warning him through Agabus of what was going to take place. Beloved, I believe that God wants to have a greater manifestation of these spiritual gifts take place among us even today for these obvious reasons because I believe the spirit knows a whole lot more than what we know what God is doing in the earth today we might have a limited view of it but the Holy Ghost knows a whole lot more than what we do you realize that there are certain unfoldings and events that will take place in the future that he might want to give us some insight into why so that we can avert certain things Remember how we would oftentimes through dreams and prophetic utterance let them know there's going to be a famine that will take place in the land, so prepare yourself for so many years of drought and so many years of famine? A revelation that would be helpful to them. I remember Brother Hagan, uh, one time God spoke to him about the economy and said, Prepare for what's about to take place and what's going to happen. And so God is always ready, willing, and able to show us certain things by His Spirit, but we have got to be the ones to do what? Follow love and desire spiritual manifestations. In conclusion, notice we're to covet to prophesy. Look at chapter 14, verse 1. We're to covet, and that's a strong term, we're to covet to prophesy. Follow after charity, which is love, and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy, For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men but to God. For no man understands him, albeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he that prophesied speaks to men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. He encourages someone. He exhorts someone. Sharpens someone. Comforts someone. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies who? Himself. But he that prophesies edifies the church. And so with this understanding and with this revelation we know these gifts have their place. And as long as there's a church it needs to be edified. As long as there's people in the church they have to be encouraged and, and exhorted and lifted up. In 1 Corinthians 14 look at 39 and verse 40. God is a God of power. He's a God of love. And He's a God of order. And these three chapters, 12, 13, and 14 of 1 Corinthians, reveal all three. Chapter 12 reveals he's a God of power. These powerful gifts and their operation. Chapter 13 tempers the two. Chapter 13, he's a God of love. And chapter 14 right here, he's a God of order. Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy, he repeats it again as he explains the uses of these particular gifts. And forbid not to speak with tongues. Let all things be done how? decently and in order. So these gifts are to manifest. These gifts should be used. We should be yielded to the gifts of the Spirit. We should desire the gifts of the Spirit. And the more I believe we pray in the Spirit the more we expose ourselves to the ministry of the Spirit. And the more He can use us. And praise God a greater work can be done for God as a result. But praise God there's, there's order to it. When I was at Ramah I remember Ken Higgin Jr. just just hollering out Actually, he was on the loudspeaker in his office when he was talking to us, all of us who were in the auditorium. People were just going crazy with tongues, interpretation of tongues. He found that he has that real strong southern accent, and he gets on the loudspeaker, and he just bellows it out. You bunch of Corinthians down there. And I mean, you can hear it echo throughout the whole place. And all of a sudden, everybody stops. And then he gets into a little teaching on decently and in order. And you don't want to know the whole message, but anyhow. (laughs) Anyhow, these gifts of the Spirit are really beneficial to all of us. And God wants to use all of us, and not just for yourself, it's to help us reach other people. He wants to give us, a, let's say, a word of wisdom to prevent a future tragedy, maybe. Or a word of knowledge to expose something that needs to be exposed. And what's the purpose in mind? To bring people to Christ, to help us heal the sick and set the captives free. Let's all stand together before the Lord. Hi, Pastor Bill here. I want to thank you for joining us today.